No my hardy Mikey, Tane Hortaka, welcome to the panel. Every time you hear these horns, it is the panel. Lovely to be with you, Wallace Chapman here. The impact on people was too severe. Those are the words of Chief Ombudsman Peter Boschier, who found the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment acted unreasonably over the managed isolation allocation system, MIQ. So today, I would like to hear from you. Did you go through MIQ? How did MIQ impact your life? You can text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz. .co.nz. Also, National Party's newest MP, Tama Portaka, at Parliament in his first day in the job, looking at the Hamilton West by-election today. And our trust in institutions remains high, a poll found. Misinformation might seem to be all around us, but we trust our scientists. We discussed that. And it's an ongoing issue at our house, fake versus real. Talking Christmas trees, of course. I want fake, she'd prefer real. What is the best? Help me out here. 2101 to text. And the song whisperer today, we give you the lyrics, you guess the song. Here they are. At school they taught me how to be, so pure in thought and word and deed. They didn't quite succeed. That's a tough one, isn't it? With me this afternoon, Cass Carter, columnist, writer and communications executive. Cass, kia ora. Good to have you on the panel. Kia ora, Wallace. And Stephen Jacoby, executive director of the New Zealand International Business Forum. Stephen, welcome to the show. Kia ora, Wallace. Good to be here. Kia ora, Cass. Kia ora, Stephen. Nice to talk to you again. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> we're all here this afternoon, Monday afternoon now. Auckland's beaches have been overwhelmed by... High levels of fecal bacteria after heavy rain this weekend. Many of your favourite central Auckland swim spots are no-go. Cox's Bay, St Mary's Bay, Thai Party Strand, Blockhouse Bay. Such water can cause gastroenteritis, ear and eye infections, skin infections. To discuss is Nick Viger, Head of Planning for Healthy Waters at Auckland Council. Kia ora, Nick. Kia ora, Wallace. Let's be frank, it's pretty horrible, isn't it? These otherwise really beautiful spots at the mercy of some really awful pollution overflow spills. It's not good, is it? You know, on a, on a day like today, which is a beautiful day, and, um, you know, but, but in the last 24 hours, you know, we've had some pretty, uh, well, in the last 24 to 48, we've had some pretty significant water quality um, events. So, no, not, not good news. Is it and it's 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 just as simple as that. You have the downpours, and didn't we have them over the weekend? All of a sudden, some of your favourite spots you just can't swim there. Yeah, look, we we we've got a a couple of different things going on. We got a, we got an immense amount of rain on on uh, around five o'clock on Saturday evening, and uh, we got, we got a whole lot of um, wastewater overflows going off around the region, or Watercare did on their wastewater network. Um, and then we got a we got a sort of second bout for most of yesterday as well um, across that sort of uh, central isthmus area. So you know, plenty of um, you know that's that's the reality of, of of the wastewater network there. You know, there are other problems around the region. There's these red red dots around, which are more of a general water quality, not specifically right. overflows. But you know, in terms of the black pins, uh, you'll see if you look on Facebook right now. Um, yeah, that's a, that's, those are infrastructure issues, um, and, and they'll take a few years to um, to improve. 
Isn't this sad, Stephen? Oh, you it's know, disgraceful. It's, 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 it's quite a disgrace, isn't it? These it be- be- and they are beautiful beaches. This is our clean, green country here we're talking about. And Nick, I'd be interested to know from you, is this the result of, you know, delayed infrastructure spend or, or, or what is it? Yeah, yes, it is, in short. I, th- I think it is. I think, I think you know, for for the, what we call the westernness and the easternness, so all these beaches you see with, with black pins, um, you know, we now have a plan of action and a, and a, and a sort of funding stream. Um, but what you see today is, is no different to how it was, you know, five or ten years ago. Um, this, it was just a, an issue that was sort of not very visible to the public. So, so yeah, it's, it's decades of, of, of not investing in... in, um, in okay, so, growth. yeah, it's going back many years, right? Cass, you're not uh, based in Tamaki Makaurau, but nonetheless, you'd have heard about this. Um, not particularly nice, is it? No, no. I was thinking um, we go on a lot about our farmers and and pollution, but obviously cities have got some big problems mm-hmm. themselves. I'm interested, Nick, in that comment that you just made, though. Actually, is um, it's been happening for some time, but it's not very visible to the public. That's a bit scary. Do you mean that we've had all this um, pollution in the water and the public haven't been aware of it? Yes, Cass. Yeah, I, I think I think. You know, these are, these are not issues that have suddenly happened in the last couple of years. We took a, um, you know, we had some good water quality data and, and an understanding of, of network overflows, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. And and, and so the issue, you know, in terms of um, Safe Swim makes it very visible and, and you know, it's good to have conversations like this and sort of understand the risk, but absolutely that problem hasn't just cropped up. Yeah, Steve. Uh, well, uh, Wallace, if the mayor's listening, I'm sure he is, I think this would be a good thing to spend uh, money from the sale of Auckland Airport shares <laughs> on. If we're going to do things like that, I would rather they were spent on transformational change for things that have been delayed for many years rather than just balancing the books. Well, Nick, it so happens that change is the coming right and we may not have to deal with this much longer after, what, 20, 30, 40 years of dealing with this. Uh, yeah. what, 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 what did yeah. uh, the person say the other day? Um, toilet tissue in Miola Creek as you walk by. Change is the coming, Nick. Yeah, look, for, for Miola, which is part of the western isthmus, and all those beaches from sort of Point Chev to St Mary's Bay, um, around, you know, their, their key bit of infrastructure that they need is Watercare Central Interceptor. And so, and there are very, there's another program that, that hangs off that, another sort of 800-odd million of investment above and beyond for, for new wastewater and stormwater. But broadly speaking, you know, there will be a step change in water quality on the western isthmus. So the, okay, the, so this so the, large... The it's coming. The good news is coming, but there's, you know, um, I know 2027 seems a long way away when you can't use your beach. It does. But the central, inter- the central interceptor, uh, 14 kilo- kilometres of underground tunnel uh, across the boring machine, across the Monaco Harbour, what, the other week. So this could well spell the end of faecal matter in Auckland's beaches, and I understand it's going to be built to withstand the next century. Yeah, it's it's the key bit of infrastructure. It's not just the central interceptor. Okay. Um, we're building new stormwater network and to, to take stormwater out of the the old combined. Um, there's new wastewater networks, but but for the western isthmus, you know, by and large, it's its problems are, are 
sort of uh, have a solution, and that solution is budgeted. For the for the eastern isthmus, so those beaches you see, uh, Hobson Bay to uh, Kohimarama, those that, that sort of neck of the woods, that solution's a little bit further off. But, okay. Um, yeah. Hey, thanks for explaining the cure. I appreciate your time. That's Nick Vigar there, Head of Planning. And by the way, if you go to the Safe Swim site, it's a very easy to understand. You can just uh, look at the beaches and you've got your red dot, your black dot, uh, your green dot, and uh, very easy. You can put it up on your phone if you want to uh, go for a dip. Many people can, uh, getting in touch regarding MIQ. My son was trapped overseas and his visa severely limited what he was allowed to earn. Thank goodness for family connections, or he may have been ended up on the street. As it was, there was no support from this government for people kept for people kept from returning home. So Bank of Mum and Dad took a real hammering. I wrote to the ministers, and there was a great deal of buck passing. The MIQ system was terribly cruel and assumed that you had access to a computer. A uh, lot of response regarding this. We talk about this just after four, although Ros says, Wallace, we did MIQ. It was first class. I cannot believe we are berating our government for acting in a completely unknown situation. They kept most of us alive, and we should be eternally grateful. Keep that coming, 2101. Time for I've been thinking, Cass Carter, take it away. Okay, um, so I've been thinking about, um, I don't think anyone would disagree that it's been an unusual year and we probably want to put um, put an end to it, um, but, but between Ukraine and living with COVID, listening to the news has seemed like some sort of an exercise in how to be miserable, um, probably more than any other year in, uh, in my life actually, and um, however when I think I'd like to balance that when I look at what's happening in our own backyards and sort of gives me some hope as we come into Christmas. Um, If you look through social media pages, for example, you'll see some of the best of our communities. And I I see it just about every day. So acts of kindness, acts of sustainability, acts of creativity, you know, people helping out others with Mm. um, food and food parcels, transport when their car's broken down. You see it all the time. Hey, could anyone give me a ride? Oh, I've broken my leg. Can anyone walk my dog? You know, you see this sort of stuff all the time and people respond. Respond. And um, recently our local dairy was ram raided in the night. By the time the sun came up, a local builder and electrician had already um, got it ready to open for business and uh, it's a makeshift work on it so they could open it despite the damage. And all day long the owners were receiving gifts and hugs. And um, I just think there's massive power in our communities. And we often hear that um, people say the government should do this and the government should do that. Um, and, and sure, there's a lot of things the government need to do. But actually our communities are, are really powerful in itself and massive power in our Kiwi attitude we will always always there to help a mate or somebody is in trouble. So if ever you're feeling like the world has gone to rubbish, just have a look around you and um, it's not all bad. I think that's an incredible message, an incredible Christmas message, Cass, that there are power in our communities. It's a wonderful message. Kia ora for bringing that to our attention, Cass Carter. All right, Stephen Jacoby, I've been thinking. Well, Wallace, I've been thinking about our... um our health system. I've just had a relative go through the hospital system and transition into full-time care, and I want to give a shout-out to the hard-working staff at Auckland Hospital, yeah. those working in um, uh, aged care facilities. Uh, Incredible. You know, they're understaffed, uh, they're underfunded, 
uh, they're going to keep on working right through Christmas and New Year when many of us are thinking about other things. Uh, I think, you know, I, the, the system's not far from perfect. We could certainly tell that. Um, but it's got a lot of hardworking people uh, in it. And in that regard, I want to shout out also to, to what Kaz just had to say. There are people like that working in our community uh, to keep us all safe and well. Look, while I was there, Wallace, I um, met an Indian nurse yeah. who had just who was thrilled because she'd just completed her five and a half months or something of, of placement so oh, yeah. she could transition from being an, an, uh, an Indian accredited nurse to a New Zealand accredited nurse. And um, she was really excited about it. I've just been in India, as I was telling you before we came on air, and I cannot understand why we can't get a lot more of our much-needed health workforce uh, from India. It defies belief uh, that that is not possible. So I hope that that can be looked at in the new year. Very, very good. Could there also be competition at play? There's Australia to think about, and uh, there's Canada. They are looking for yeah. Uh, everybody's looking million, for those. They're looking for a workers. million staff. But we seem to make it very difficult for anybody to yeah. come here. Yeah. Uh, that's the issue, I think. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, just such a large response here. I had an accident while an MIQ resulting in concussion. A nightmare. After 24 miserable Monty Python-esque hours of treatment, ambulance hospital then consigned back to MIQ, I was shut up in my room with severe vertigo for 10 days, no fresh air, no ability to seek further treatment. The doctor was apparently too busy with COVID patients. Subsequently found out this was the worst possible treatment of concussion. Then they sent the $3,000 bill. The panel... RNZ National talking MIQ. Just after 4pm we have Stephen Jacoby and Cass Carter with me.